0: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Bienvenido on Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where we're really fucking tired and want to scream into the void, but we know you need a break too, so... We're going to talk about some fitness shit on this health and wellness podcast, live from our offices to wherever you are right now on YouTube. Hi, we're back on social media. We decided that we're still going to do it, even though I, for the most part, had a mental health crisis over it a couple weeks ago. I mean, you witnessed it if you listen to the podcast. You were
1: there. (laughs) You
0: were there. Um, But, yeah. Hi, I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. And uh, today we decided, like, so... Sometimes this weird thing happens when you do, like, content as a job and you do it for a really long time. You get smacked with the best ideas right before you go to bed. <laughs> that's how this episode was born. And I don't know. What time did I text you this morning? Let's see. 3.30. It was. I hope you were. I hope it didn't wake you up. I trust it didn't. Because I am fucking texting it in the middle of the night. 3.30 this morning.
1: I, I make sure I made a rule with myself as I grab my water um, <laughs> that... I am going to put do not disturb on my phone at 10 p.m. And I'm no longer working after that point.
0: Hell yeah. I put mine on at midnight, but every now and then I need to text somebody and then I'm like, oh, shit. So, yeah, yeah, I I had I literally was like five minutes from falling asleep and I was like, we're going to talk about plateaus. (laughs) And I texted Sasha. So here we are talking about plateaus. We've touched on it before, but we haven't really taken the plunge into exactly what they are. Um, Why they suck and how the fuck you get over them. They're a bitch like, like yeah. no how you slice it. They suck.
1: I think we answered a couple mailbag questions on this and we did do like we referenced one of the episodes because we dived a little bit into some of this stuff, but let's get right to it. So why though (laughs) fitness plateaus happen when your body gets used to the demands that you've been putting on it for a period of time, this causes you to level out. Maybe you're not seeing as much progress as you were when you started, whatever routine you're doing. And over time, you become accustomed to the demands of your workouts and your body then adapts accordingly. So as you become more efficient, so in a way, this could be looked at as a good thing because you've it progressed. It is
0: good in the grand scheme of things. However, it's fucking inconvenient when it
1: happens. It certainly is. Um, you might be also burning fewer cal- calories. You might be building less muscle than you initially were.
0: Yeah. You say it's anybody say, why, though, and my brain immediately goes to that meme with the guy with the pop hat. And he's like, why, though? so why does this happen well there can be several reasons and we're going to get super nerdy about exactly why this happens scientifically here in a minute they can either happen one at a time or several reasons all at once it's one of those things where you're uh, hi sorry your mileage may vary because Mm. you don't live in a vacuum and everybody's body is different we all react to stimuli differently for the most part we we have the same reactions but they do vary from person to person so repeating the same type of workouts especially if you're not Making them challenging enough can cause enthusiasm and motivation to wane, leading to a plateau. Now, this is why we say everybody needs a coach, and even mm-hmm. coaches need coaches because we are human and we get complacent very easily. Yeah. And if it's easy, we're fine with that.
1: <laughs> because exactly. It's like
0: the path of least resistance.
1: Exactly. And especially if you've been doing something for a long time, we have a, I think maybe our second episode ever was finding your workout swole mate. And that was just like referring to finding something that you love. So if you're like, Not super digging what you've been doing, it might be it might be time to change it up. So, what are some other reasons or indicators that you may have hit in a plateau? Well, some of the reasons would be ineffective training routines. Are you doing the exact same fucking workout every single time you're in the gym? I get it because sometimes it is what you know what you know and that's what you're comfortable with. But this can also cause for a stall in progress because you're not placing any new demands on muscles in a challenging way. And we're gonna pause on that for a second because I wanna interject. This is why
0: we say we do the same shit, but you do it at different intensity. So like if you hire me to be your coach and you are in a moderately experienced lifter, we're gonna automatically start with one rep maxes and percentage training. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I can program you the same exact lifts on a day in and day out basis with different variations and varying loads based on the week that we're working on to keep you from getting fucking bored while also challenging your muscles and your cardio capacity without you hitting that fucking plateau. This is why Mm -hmm. coaches are important. We know how to do these things to stack the blocks to make them work in your favor so that it's not as hard when this shit does hit because it's inevitable. Okay. Back to what you were talking about.
1: (laughs) It's it's true though. And like, I think what this is kind of getting like what I was trying to get at is like, I know when I first started in the gym, I only, I literally did every single time I was there. I wasn't varying anything. I was doing yeah. the exact same workout three days a week because that's what I knew yep. how to do. Um, but once your body adapts to any fitness routine, cause it's going to happen, you're not likely to see many benefits until you start making those adjustments that force your body to move in a new and or exciting way.
0: And if you hit a plateau, maybe that is your natural sign to take on a different, um, a different, you know, mantra or a different, uh, what's the fucking, como se dice? What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Discipline, a different discipline in the world of fitness. So say that, you know, you've been doing bodybuilding stuff and now you've hit a plateau and you're kind of fucking bored with it. These things usually do correlate together. Like it, it's weird how this shit works together with your brain and your body where you're like, this ain't working anymore. I need to try something else. Your brain's like, ooh, let's see what else there's out there to do. Like if you're an experienced lifter in bodybuilding, then maybe look up picking up some, you know, Olympic lifts. Look at learning how to snatch. Look at learning how to clean and do the jerk because those are, again, those are complex movements that we love because they tax your entire muscle system at the same time simultaneously. And it makes you super fucking strong really fast if mm-hmm. you stick to it and you do it right, you can avoid injury and you can get strong faster than you'd ever think you would by doing those complex lifts. But you need to have a basis of something to do. So again, you start at the bottom and you work your way up. The pyramids weren't fucking built from the top down, baby. They weren't. You have to start at the bottom. And it's it sucks boring sometimes, but you have to do your bitch work. Mm -hmm. And another thing is where, again, we're going to talk about complacency. Maybe you're not pushing yourself enough. So you're seeing problems with that. We've covered this in depth on an episode like a year ago called Push It, Push It Good. Do, 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 do check that for more on that. Um, but just know that sometimes you're going to have to call yourself out in the, in the gym, in life, anything, your mental mm-hmm. health. It's all the same. Sometimes you have to call yourself on your bullshit. And I'm pretty sure we've done an episode or five about that before as well. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of fucking episodes at this point. So we've probably done an episode about it or we've mentioned it somewhere, but are you just going through the motions of your workout just to get it done? Cause you're there and that's all you're doing that day. Or are you actually pushing yourself in a safe manner while also, you know, making sure that you're hitting your goals and your limits. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying you want to go in and redline yourself doing cardio every day at the gym, but every now and then it's not a bad thing to find out where your redline is.
1: Exactly. (laughs) An example of this would be doing stats with 10 to 12 reps at a lighter weight. Reduce your reps to six to eight at a higher weight. You're going to want to make sure that you're still using weight that doesn't undermine your form as always, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. You should be able to have proper form for the majority of the reps, but then struggle for the last one.
0: Think about the gym few. as a laboratory. That is where you go to test. Like it's no different than if, if you walked into a fucking chemistry lab. Yeah. You don't have the lab coat and you don't have the cool ass goggles. Nobody thought the goggles were cool. I thought the goggles were cool because I'm a fucking dork. But you go in there and you test to see what you know and what you can do. That's no different than if you go into the chemistry lab to be like, okay, let's see if I can get these organic compounds to not blow up in my face. Is my math good? I don't know. We're going to find out. It's fucking science. You have to test and then assess. And this is, again, we talk about logging your workouts. Are you in a plateau? Are you logging your workouts? There could be a correlation. If you're not logging your workouts, how do you know what you're doing?
1: Exactly. Not to get all
0: like deep on onion and shit on a tuesday afternoon but like how do you know what you're doing if you don't fucking write it down
1: yeah you don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you don't know so if you don't fucking write it down you don't know and that's a lose all around you right, also so. might be failing to progressively overload your muscles um and we've talked about this before we've talked about the the principles of lifting in depth, like, I don't know, probably close to 80 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, The principle of progressive overload is to just adjust the frequency, intensity, and or volume of your strength training to encourage muscle growth. So when I was talking about working percentages and one rep maxes earlier, this is what I'm talking about. Progressive overload is meant to do this in your training. You're mm-hmm. supposed to have peaks and valleys. You have to fucking rest. If you're doing a progressive overload training plan, the odds are you're looking at anywhere from probably an eight week to a 24 week plan, depending on your discipline, if you're training for something specifically, if you are a professional athlete training for something specifically, Um, you're going to do it for a while. So you have to figure out a way to not fucking make it boring. So that's how we do it. We just vary the intensity. And in the end, it all averages out to you getting stronger if you follow the directions and have good form and don't hurt yourself now achieving this requires strategy and planning on ways to train more often increase your weight load and do more reps now maybe even do all three of those at various times and sometimes this can require the help of a trainer if that's something you can afford or have available to you if you don't reddit uh fitness This fitness subreddit, there are so many fucking personal trainers that hang out there and do pro bono stuff. I scope it. I don't usually answer because people usually get to it before I do because I fucking hardly ever check Reddit. But um, that's a great resource. If you're going to go to anybody on the internet, go to Reddit.
1: Yeah, (laughs) seriously. There's like a ton of really good information in there. And if somebody can't answer it or doesn't have, you know, 100% the information you're looking for it seems like they're very willing to point you to a person that can for sure.
0: And I know for a fact, the fitness subreddit is very heavily moderated to kick out bullshit comments and things that are just like bro science or like people don't have receipts for. So it actually is a pretty reliable source when it comes to crowdsourcing your fitness information. If you can't afford a coach.
1: 100%. Um another thing and this kind these next three kind of go without saying but we're putting them in here anyway because maybe we're calling you out. Maybe we're calling ourselves out. Maybe inconsistency in training. This is really fucking obvious. If you're not being consistent and disciplined when you're going how you're going and everything that goes into this whole fucking deal, you likely aren't going to see the desired results, period. That goes hand in hand with diet and lifestyle, not syncing up with your goals and not getting enough motherfucking sleep.
0: (laughs) Get your sleep at least six to eight hours every day. Uh, up to 10 if you're like me and you're a tired bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, inconsistency in training is a tough one because like motivation is fleeting. So when the motivation is gone, people don't want to train. And that's when it's even more important to train, which is a total fuck that we can get into on a different mm-hmm. day. We're not here to philosophize your fitness journey. We're here to tell you about your plateaus. So when your plateau happens, what does it look like? Oh, you'll fucking know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll fucking know. It's the equivalent of mentally waking up, looking at the scale, and hitting the wall for three weeks straight. You're like, it's not fucking moving, yeah. and you don't yeah. weigh yourself every day. You weigh yourself. My weigh-in days are usually Wednesday, so like every Wednesday, I'll hop on and I'll see where I'm at. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So if you go like three or four weeks consistency consistently where you don't have any movement up or down you're in a fucking plateau yeah sorry friend you're there welcome to it uh it happens when the progress you've been making like losing weight toning up getting stronger has stalled or halted even though you continue to eat better and move your body now the good news is everyone experiences them and they're completely normal now i know that doesn't make you feel any better if you're currently going through it right now
1: Right. Exactly. Sorry. (laughs) Totally normal. Um, The other thing is you can't continue to make the same progress at the same pace. Your body doesn't work like that. We know that. We've talked about it. We'll keep talking about it because you need the reminder probably. And so do we. When you first begin your fitness journey, you have more weight to lose and more strength to gain. Usually is the case. However, as you progress, there is less for your body to do. So you naturally come to a halt.
0: Yes. Um, and for example, you see this on people that are doing um, like drastic triple digit weight loss journeys. You'll see them lose a shitload of weight in the first three to six months because mm-hmm. there's a lot to lose. And we're going to explain why this happens in a second. Again, I told you we're going to get super sciency here in a moment, but um, that's why you see that super sharp exchange. One, you're starting to move your body and you're burning fat. Two, your metabolism's like, oh shit, we're going to start doing this again. So it starts revving up, but then it gets to the point where you're like, oh, well, I'm stuck again. So we recommend looking at these plateaus as a good thing. I know it's hard to look at a stall in your progress as a good thing, but it's inevitable. So you may as well try to fucking wrap your head around it, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: They're a sign that you have made enough progress that it's time to try something new. That's how you reframe that conversation around the plateau. It's not that you suck. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's not that you need to cut more stuff out of your life or work harder. It just might be a sign that you need to change to something else for a little while because your body has adapted well enough that it's like, okay, I've mastered this. That's all it's telling you. It's not telling you you're doing anything wrong. Your muscles have been stimulated to the point where they're not being taxed by that effort anymore. That's not a bad thing. You're progressing your fitness. That's fucking great
1: exactly flip that (laughs) script motherfucker um so how do you break through this just made me think of i want to break free um (laughs) break
0: free (laughs) i am not bloody
1: mercury sorry (laughs) Uh, so first and foremost let us say this to you plateaus happen to everyone everywhere more frequently than they ever talk about okay Uh it is normal it is it should not be i understand We understand it can be discouraging, but try your best not to let it discourage you. You can break through it. Yes. Are you ready ready. for some super nerdy science shit? Let's fucking go.
0: Yay. I get to put my personal trainer hat on now. Okay. So the reason you see such a steep drop at the front end of your work is because when you initially cut calories, your body needs energy by releasing its stores of glycogen. Now we've talked about glycogen before. It's a type of carb and it's found in your muscles in your liver. Glycogen is partly made of water. So when the glycogen is burned for energy, it releases this water resulting in weight loss. That's mostly water. But the effect is temporary. So when we talk about losing water weight, it's because your glycogen stores are shedding all that extra water that they've been holding on to. Yes. And there is the mystery behind the weight loss plateau. That's that's the TLDR without getting like super fucking Bill Nye on you this afternoon because ain't nobody got time for that. And I'm not <laughs> Bill Nye. So I'm not going to try. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So this may mean like once you reach this point, you're starting to see a slowdown and or a halt. You might need to reassess your habits. We touched on this a smidge in the last section, but let's dig in a little bit more. Uh-huh. Look back at your food and activity records, which you probably, if you are not, we let's motivate you to... Think that's a great thing. It might be tedious sometimes, but you know exactly what you put into your body and exactly how you moved it. So make sure you haven't loosened the rules for a few days, week, month, few months. For example, look at whether you've been having larger portions. Are you eating more processed foods or going out to eat more? Are you getting less exercise? Research suggests that off and on loosening of rules contributes to plateaus.
0: Yeah, Um, because you're just, there's no consistency. Mm -hmm. there it is hello consistency the word it's there do you got your bingo card out um but the other thing and this has been happening a lot with people now that even though covid's not gone like the restrictions have been loosened a lot and people are starting to be more social again and that stuff you know bars are open again we're going to sporting events and doing all that jazz and this is a social factor that continues to contribute to how your weight loss does or doesn't happen now we're not saying don't be social just Mm -hmm. be smart about being social make better choices um, and this next one is one that I want to put a big fat mm-hmm. fucking disclaimer on that it is not for everybody and it has conditions. OK, cut some calories. Now, this needs to be exercised with extreme fucking caution and under the direction of a professional. Anytime you're cutting your calories, you need to be making sure that you're doing it safely so you don't fuck your body up. Mm-hmm very bad things can happen. You could have malnutrition. You can like, there's so many things that can happen. If you cut your calories and you're not getting the proper amount of nutrients that you need on a daily basis, your hair could fall out. Like your bones can get brittle. Like there's so many different fucking things. So cut your calories provided it does not put you below 1600 calories a day. Now that is the meathead test kitchen, bare bottom amount of calories I would ever prescribe to you for a fucking cut. You're not going any lower than 1,600 calories. Why? Because that's barely more food than a toddler eats in a day. Mm -hmm. A newborn baby intakes about 1,000 calories a day just for perspective. And all they're doing is crying and shitting and puking on themselves all day long. So you are a little bit more active than a newborn baby that's crying and shitting and puking on themselves all day long. So you should probably eat some more food than they do. Um, It also is not enough food to keep you from constant hunger, which will increase your risk of overeating and binge eating, which will also make, um, for a very unpleasant human to be around if you're on a calorie restriction. I don't know if you've ever been around someone that's on a massive calorie restriction, but I have, and I've also been that person and they're fucking miserable to be around because mm-hmm. they're angry. Yeah. If you want to be hangry, talk to someone that's on a 1200 calorie a day diet and fucking see how they're doing. They're barely snatch that shit together.
1: Not well, not well, no. Uh, no. mentally too. It can like kind of get to you. Um, yes. cause you- Need carbs for your Your brain.
0: brain Needs carbs, sure does. Our opinion, science. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. We've done episodes. If you have, if you, if you're new here and haven't caught up, or you're behind, make sure that you go back and listen to the past episodes because we've talked about these things either touching on them them. or in depth throughout 132 episodes. Now that we're here, Uh, so the other thing is you may need to ratchet up your workout. Get at least 150 minutes of moderate exercise or activity um, or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity a week or a combination of the two, if you can, and you want to guidelines suggest that you spread out this exercise during the course of a week. So you're not doing 150 minutes in one day or 75 in one day. Although if you're training for something, you might, um, but that's kind of like the minimum, you know, for even greater health benefit and to assist with weight loss or maintaining weight loss at three, at least 300 minutes a week is recommended. So adding exercises such as weightlifting to increase your muscle mass will help you burn more calories. Go on a walk. It counts towards 150 minutes.
0: It does. It does. So like the way that this shakes out in my brain is 300 minutes a week is about an hour a day for five days. Now, if you're lifting weights, an hour a day for five days is pretty easy, but you don't have to make all five of those days in the gym. You could break some of those days out and do three days in the gym and do a, you know, four days where you go take a 30 minute walk every day. It doesn't matter how you fucking split it up as long as you get that time in. That's what's important. Move your body. We don't care how, we don't care what, just move your fucking body.
1: Um,
0: and pack more activity into your day. Think outside the gym, increase your general physical activity throughout the day. So for example, walk more, use your car less. If you happen to live somewhere where you can do that, we live in Omaha. That's not really possible here unless you live downtown. Um, but like you can, you can do some yard work. I like to garden. Like, if you've never gardened or farmed before, you don't realize how much shit you have to bend over, pick up, and carry when you yeah. fucking grow things. Um, you can, you know, if you're into yard work, go Hank kill your life away and find, build the perfect fucking yard. Um, do some hardcore deep cleaning. I mean, we could all probably stand to clean our basement, right? <laughs> like, you could always get naked and hit the sheets for some exercise, too. I mean, any physical activity is going to help you burn more calories. Again, we don't care how you do it as long as you do it. And doing it can mean it in more than one way. That's
1: <laughs> Movement is amazing. So yes. just because your gains or losses have stalled for the time being doesn't mean that you're done. All right. If you're caught on a plateau right now, try a few things that we mentioned today and and see if they work. If you've got any questions, the email inbox is always open at hellomeatheadtestkitchen.com. Our socials, DMs are also open as well. We're at meathead test kitchen everywhere except for twitter we're at mtk staff um obviously uh some folks prefer to comment on youtube so if you've got a question there we can come at you there whatever you want want, hit us us up we're around we're on the internet
0: all day as well so (laughs) fucking hang out with us
1: Be nice Uh, to yourself.
0: Be nice to yourself. Pick up some merch, MeatheadTestKitchen.com for the links for that. You can grab some training at MeatheadAthletics.com. I am an ISSA certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. Mm -mm. Not to like, you know, be snobby, but hey. I do know what I'm talking about. I promise. MeatheadTestKitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. Uh, A at Sports Network production.